You're listening to KBFT's Anishinaabe Language and Culture Show with Karen Drift and George Strong. View more content at kbft.org. Brought to you by Boys Fort Tribal Community Radio and the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. You are listening to KBFT 89.9 FM right here, uh, broadcasting at you from the Net Lake School campus. Yeah. And uh, looks like we got some cloud action going on out there. Just want to update, update you on uh, the weather conditions here before we get into our program. And we're headed towards the Karen Drift Anishinaabe Moen uh radio show yeah one uh we usually go through this on wednesdays no tuesdays excuse me tuesdays and thursdays every week and we go right up until the noon hour so it's about two hours of uh content that we bring you and we're happy to have uh auntie karen here with us today and i'm going to get you an update on that weather here in a little bit in the meantime we're going to start off with our introductions and we have our uh our guest here, and I'm hoping he turns into kind of a host. I think this kind of runs up uh, his uh, his line of work, and uh, as as the language and cultural, um, what is it, coordinator? Yeah. yeah, for the reservation. So yeah, this is all with should be within his wheelhouse. And uh, let's see here. I am going to say, Mushkubanes. Uh, Indigenous cause, Redbird is what they call me, so you can address me by Miss Kobanes and Migizi in Dundam, and that is indicating that the eagle is my clan, and Nanamidana, Nanan, Nibabunigis. I thought you turned 56. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, not a minute. Uh, wow, that's weird saying that. 56, one more trip around the, the sun uh, for me. Yeah, that was yesterday. And uh, that's how new it is anyway. Anyhow, that that's my uh, age. And Onanami Zagaigan or Onanami Zaga Igning is uh, where I hail from or where I am living and where I am currently from. And Bizendunwieg, uh, uh, thank you for listening. And I'm going to turn it over to Nashki Benes, and he's going to introduce himself. Nashki Benes, Indigenous, Makwande Dudem, Spikune Zagagan in Dunjaba, Nisimidina Hashibejik, Babunagizian, the Nano Jansuk, the Menu in the Mamaya, Nungum, Agunuk, Gintam, me, Nay, oh, no commiss indigenous cause. Sabikunesaki gun near a bee or ma. I live in that lake, Niggy a bee, Niggy a bee or ma. Nijwaswe, Ashi, 
Elders from a long time ago. But, uh, that's, that's my, well, first I want to tell a little bit about my Jaba in the morning. I got up in the Gish Guzi, Nanan de Baiganek. I got up five o'clock. Nigi, Nigi, uh, no, she's so Gisa say, Joshim and Omen. My grands, my grandson cooked oatmeal. I said, he cooked for me. And then I called my, this I'm gonna talk, talk, um, um, English, uh, how did you say English now? Zaganashi Oh yeah, Zaganashi Moen. Moen is English. Zaganashi Moen. I'm gonna talk English, Nungum. I mean, just for this part. My brother hasn't called me for like a week. So we always tend to, uh, to call each other. My brother Squeak. He was born 1950. And I called him this morning to ask him a couple questions. Well, how we start out is he calls me. If I don't call him, he'll call me and he'll say, Oh, I'm just calling to see if you're still kicking, he'll say. <laughs> so I called him this morning. I said, You haven't called. I'm just calling to see if you're still kicking today. And um, I started, Hey, I said, Do you remember Joe Sock, Bill Johnson, Bill Boney, all them old men, John Netlake, Charlie Day? He said, yeah, and I, I forgot to, I forgot about Joe Sock. They lived down where, uh, Rita and Jose live. That's where they had their old house down there. And, and he said, yeah, I remember. He said, Joe Sock used to come and visit our grandma. He said, and, uh, I thought he was too young because I'm like five years older than my brother. And he said, I remember all them old men, he said. He said, I remember Joe Sock used to come and visit Grandma, he said. And uh, our Grandma would tell him something funny, he said. And he'd sit there and he'd say, Shtay. <laughs> and, uh, and that's, I, I forgot about that. That's what them old people used to say. It, when something, instead of Shtay, then it turned to Shtay. But they used to say stay, and uh, that quit along with when they all passed away. It, they quit saying. Some of them still said it, but not everybody. But that's. And then I did. I didn't know my. Well, I used to call him my little brother because I was five years older than him, but. I didn't remember, I don't remember him ever talking about the old people a long time ago, but he knows a lot. And 
next time I'm going to ask if when Terry goes to visit him, I'm going to ask him, how far back do you remember? You know, I was, seemed like I was six and seven when I started remembering, like my first day of school, when I went to the first grade. But what I was going to talk about today, Noongum, Nigiga Gigid Noongum, talk today, that means talk today, Nigiga Gigid Noongum, I'm going to talk today. Meoja, as a Chigewad Anishinaabeg, what the old Indians did long time ago, and I wasn't born in the 30s, but that's when. They probably even started in the 20s when my grandma and them were young. But what, what I can remember is that, uh, they had leaders. And they were all the old men on the, on the reservation. I remember all them, John Netlake, Charlie Day, Bill Boney, Bill Johnson, um, Bill, I can't remember that. Uh, not uh, Burnside. I think it was Bill Burnside. They used to have meetings at uh, at my grandpa and grandma's because they had a big kitchen, a big house, and and then the the, the leaders would meet at night time. Well, before they were going to have a, a, some kind of an important meeting, there was an old man named Jippo. In, uh, Charlie Fisher? Yeah, his name was, but they called him Jippo because as, when he was a young man, he used to work in Jippo camps all the time. That's why they called him Jippo. And um, he he used to be around. He was kind of like the carrier. Um, I forget what they call that in the midday. I'll have to think about it, but... Before a meeting, he'd go around all over and he'd walk. There was no cars back then, maybe only one or two cars around that, around Boys Fort that King Perch had, and then Bronk. And, uh, anyway, they, uh, they were the only two cars that, that were around, uh, uh, Schoonigan. The, reserve, the reservation, that's how you say, Shkunigan. But uh, anyway, this, this, they'd send this old guy, Jippo, all over. He'd have like a tobacco with him, and he'd go all to the people around here and give give some Sama to tell them that there's going to be a meeting. They're going to have a meeting, and one... One, I remember he come back and he had, uh, he gave that tobacco, that bag to where it belonged and he said this one person, he's died, Akuzi, he said he's sick. So he, he didn't take the tobacco. He told him that he couldn't make it because he's Akuzi. So then sure enough, all the people that he gave the tobacco to came. They'd come, uh, I remember my grandma cooking a great big pot of something. I can't remember if it was wild rice and duck or something or deer meat. And everybody came to that meeting. 
they bought their bowl and a spoon. They had them in paper bags. And um, I can't even remember what it was important anyway, why they invited all the people. And even there's, there was some young people around there, like middle-aged, like in their four. They weren't elders yet, but all the old men were were um, in charge of the meeting. There was never no ladies on the leader or just the old men until lately they started putting in women in there and things. But what they used to call the, a meeting was Sagaswewe de Wing. That was what they would call the meetings they would see. You could see Sagaswa, that smoking. And like Sagaswa is smoking. Sagaswa Pogan is a Poganas is a little cigarette smoking, you know. Sagaswa is the smoke. And Sagaswa we ding is a meeting, they used to call it. Would that be uh, similar to like uh, a dance, like what we say, the powwow? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. yeah. Sagaswa we ding. Only they would have all, all the old men would have pipes. Mm-hmm. They'd bring their, they'd have to carry their own pipes. Oh, I see. Okay. Opagansen. But, uh, uh, they would, uh, all have them sitting in front of them. They'd have, sit around and they'd have their pipe and their tobacco. And they all had their own tobacco. They each had a, like a pouch or a, and they had them little bitty pipes, them little kind, small kind that you smoke. Then the the chief had the big big pipe, and now I remember he that was uh, Bill Johnson. I remember he was the chief there. He was sitting, and uh, yeah, they would uh, sometimes. If it was a very important meeting that all people should know, that's when they'd, they'd eat. You know, sometimes, you know, they would just say, you know, you can come or, and, uh, like the lady, young ladies would come, listen, and they'd want to know what's going on, so they would come. And then they, uh, they would eat. They would eat, I, I think, sometime before or after. I can't remember when they would eat. I think it was after the meeting. Then they'd, my grandma would go around with a big ladle, and she'd give everybody a, a spoon of uh, whatever she cooked. And then they, they would just sit around and talk and laugh and joke. Everybody talked of the language that time. Nobody talked English, although some of them knew English, but but they preferred to use the language. I said, we'll never see that again here. Maybe when we go to the spirit world, we will. Mm. But, yeah, there's... I'm always hopeful. I think our, our little babies are... are uh 
are are the key. Yeah, they are. And that's what we have to do. And that's what I did at uh, elementary. Once in a while, I'd pop some rice, put blueberries and Mm -hmm. even strawberries and brown. And I'd have one of the kids pass them out. They'd go around the table and they'd give, I'd pick two kids to go, one half the side and the other one, and give them each a... They'd, uh, in their hand like a tablespoon and then they'd want more because they all liked popped rice and I used to tell them this is what we used to do at our meet when I'd want to go with my grandma to meetings at Burnside's we used to and my grandma had her own dish she used to bring and she was she used to eat on it at home too. She she used it until the day she passed. And my mom my mom my aunt Ruby put it away. They packed it with us all her stuff that that they went and put out in the woods after she Ginebo. That's when she died, Ginebo. Do you have any questions about the about the old men when they were doing the uh, meeting? Yeah. So would all of them mainly just bring their their own bowls and? Yeah, everybody would bring their own bowls. And then your gram would just uh, have that food or that soup cooked in in, the, in a great big pot. Yeah, that oh. it had like a handle on there. And she'd pass it around to everybody. She'd pass it to the the leader first, and that was uh, Bill Johnson. And I remember John Netlake. He was really getting old, and John Netlake. And um, but uh, and then long time ago, they used to the chief's son would take over if say his his. Uh, the chief died, like if Bill Johnson died, and he did, he died, and his son would take over. His oldest son was Jack Johnson. That was Justin's dad, Jack Johnson. Justin Drift? Yeah, Justin Bonus. Oh, Justin Bonus. Yeah, Justin Drift. He <laughs> married Luann. So <laughs> she was Luann Bonus then. She'd laugh at that, Justin Drift. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, she, that was then, um, Jack Johnson, if he would have passed away, well, he did, but Justin would have been the next chief. But by then they quit doing that after all the old men died. They did. They voted them in, like you know. They voted people in there, and by then there was only a little bit in there that would talk Indian. I think there was just like Harry Bonus and Lafayette Connor. Yeah, they were. They most of them too. Lawrence Connor. They could all talk Indian, and uh, then it. It kept going up further and further, and pretty soon there was no one on there that could speak the language or do the 
then they start hiring uh, people that were fluent to do the invocations. And, you know, then by that, then it was fading away all the the stuff they would do, like let the people know everything, what's going on, and, and they'd invite them to meetings, and they'd go pass out tobacco. They, they don't do that no more. They... You know, it's, it's everything's changed so much day to day. You know, it's and I I wish we'd get one one or two or even three things back that that uh, we used to do long time ago. I know I asked Shane to if if we have wild rice to go pound his water drum on a big rock behind the RTC. And he'll do it if I ask him. You know, we can get that back. That would be one thing, getting back, you know, this the night before rice and going, going, uh, or early in the morning. Yeah, early in the morning, probably about six o'clock, they used to go pound, or then it got so they wouldn't pound a drum there anymore. They would, they would just haul, Walter Drift used to haul her on that big rock, or Jim Drift, either one of them, because Jim Drift and them lived close to the, to the RTC right in the back. They were close to that big rock behind there. And, yeah, and I used to listen into their meetings, what they were saying, and I could understand what they, I think that that's when they were having a a problem with about Wemtegoogee's landing. Yeah. All those men that were sneaking here for like hunting. Yeah, that made a <coughs> made a house back way almost by Lost River, the mouth of the river. There, they probably thought people from the reservation couldn't see. It was really kind of quiet, you know, back then. And there would be people sneaking in through the rivers to rice, you know, probably to Lost River, then uh, Neck River, maybe. Because, you know, they, I, you can get, go over to Little Fork through Lost uh, Neck River, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that should lead you all the way up to, like, the Rainy River um, system. Mm-hmm. And from there, you can go anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's how the, that lake came in here, through that way, mm-hmm. with their with their jeem on, their yeah. boat. Probably a wigwas jeem on, a birch bark yeah. boat, canoe. Wigwas jeem on, birch bark boat. But I, I recently sh- sat down with um, Char Charlisi, our relative, and I was uh, Monday for Elder Roundtable in Vermilion, and uh, she said that you were Grandma. She said you were Grandma's favorite. Mm-hmm. Karen was, I think she said Grandma's favorite. Grandma Gizik. Grandma Gizik. Yep. Mm-hmm. She said your your Grandma's Grandma Gizik's favorite back then, way back then, and she talked about. Coming into that lake when she was in her younger days and seeing all those 
those medicine lodges, midday lodges. Mm-hmm. You said you don't see that no more. But now there's not really, there's not even one up there. No. And I, I wish Tower would get some things back, like what Clint posted on there. He said there was Gary Donnell, uh, Phyllis and Bob Boji. Um, they, there was, he mentioned six or seven people that tried to keep it going, but they all passed. My mom, and Alex, and Joanne and Gary. Joanne especially, because she, well, Gary, too, he tried to bring a lot of stuff back, but nothing just ever worked, nothing, you know, and... That's what I, 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 I would like to go to, to that meeting they're having today. They're having an elder meeting today in Vermilion. But I can't get, I don't have no way over there. I, but I would like to bring up some stuff like the easiest things they can bring back to the reservation, you know. Not like the, like the Wagnagans, that would that takes a lot of work to build, you know. Somebody could build them, no, you know. They could get like probably uh, Burn Adams and Clint and all them younger younger men. They they built them. They could call Don Chosa up here and Joey. Joey. They're all good at making. I think even Joe Hogan knows yeah, knows he, about mm-hmm. that about yeah. that too. He was he was teacher at our immersion camp. We had an immersion camp at uh, somewhere in Ely, and Joe had a group. We were having a fry bread contest out there. <laughs> I had a group, and all the kids wanted to come to me, and I I said, "There's Joe," in. Uh, Rose, they had four four bread makers there. Here old Joe Hoagland's group won. He made the best fry bread, and oh, he made good fry bread. Oh, oh Joe, I said, that's <laughs> good. Well, how, how are you doing it? How, how did you do that? And uh, he showed me how he made his. He used cold, cold water. Not not hot water. Oh really? But his his him and his group won first place. Must be one of his uh, relatives' recipe, huh? Must From... be. Then we had we had ice out there. Uh, but we we had it in the kitchen, and he said he put his uh, dough on top of and some ice, let it uh, sitting on ice before the kids fried it. So I don't know, but I re- everybody liked his bread. I mom, the more four girls I had on my team there, they said we thought we were gonna win. Good at immersion camps. We're planning one for this August. Mm. Um, I have the group of core people mm. that I want to. That I want to reach out to, and then hopefully sometime in August we're I want to do it like a two day on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And I already talked with Orlando to see if KBFT wants to help and contribute too, and he said that, yeah they would. Yeah, that's uh, 
Uh, I got, I, somebody asked me a question about, I'm gonna put on my Shkiza Gushan here. <laughs> my glasses. Shkiza Gushan. Uh, oh, I put on a post. Newen Gizigat Nungum. Thursday today. Newen. Bezik Nishnesway. Newen Gizigat. That means Thursday. Nungum. Today. I'm going to talk about how I see our leaders interact with each other. Things change. This was late 40s and 50s. I watched them many times. I was only seven years old. Their meeting place was at my grandparents' home, house at night. Sometimes they'd be there until sometimes the old men, all the other ones would leave if they had a, like, you know, a lot of them there, at least 10, 10 people or more. And the, they would leave and then the old men would be there sometime till midnight talking things out. And then they'd all go home and they'd go home and in uh, probably Nibba. But uh, and then there were and I never knew Squeak. Squeak was listening and well, he was way younger than me, so he'd fall asleep early. And I'd stay up too, and like when they were having a G-ska, G-ski. And I'd look through that, that. We had a upstairs, and there was a hole there, a peak hole, where so they'd let the heat in or let the heat down from the stairs. And I used to peek through that hole there and look at them having G-ska and G-ska. Mm -hmm. And I could hear like a turtle in there. I could hear like a bear. And I'd, then somebody would see me and they'd chase me to bed. And I'd ask my mom questions. What are, what are the sounds in there? She'd say, Mikinak, Makwa, Moingan. You know, sometimes you could hear like little voices in there but you couldn't understand what they were saying but that's if anybody ever seen one that's something to see but yeah there and then like things changed where pretty soon nobody could speak the language at the meetings or you know I think the last one that spoke the language at a meeting was uh, Harry Bonus oh yeah yep yeah, and Frank Benner, they used to all talk Indian. Frank Benner used to be at my at my grandma's come to a meeting, but he was a younger man. Mm -hmm. So was uh, Ray Drift. He was a younger man. Then there was something funny about old Jippo. I remembered uh, Lester was telling me this. He said they they were one of the first ones to have a TV. Your grandma and grandpa drift, and old Jippo would come and watch. It only it would go off at midnight. The TV, mm -hmm. nothing else. And he'd get up and go. He'd get up and he'd stretch. And Lester said he would say, "Well, 
I suppose I can go home and kick the bucket. They all laugh at him. He thought he was like kidding. I don't know what he was trying to say. Hit the hay, probably, yeah. I suppose I can go home and kick the bucket. Oh, jeez. Did anybody go to this uh, Ningham thing yesterday in Tower? Oh, the indigenous games yeah. that they were doing? Mm-hmm. I was going to, but I, I got, uh, I had some paperwork I had to submit mm-hmm. yesterday for my job with, mm-hmm. purchased a bunch of uh, language resource books. We drove by there uh, twice. Oh. Um, I was on leave trying to do birthday stuff, but that just didn't doesn't work for me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we, we saw them. There's quite a few kids that were out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And uh, they were active, you know, looking like they were playing that stick game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, what is that? I think it had a ball. Oh. Uh, and then the sticks were... Oh, like the one they gave you, them ratchet, them ratchet things? Yep, yep. lacrosse. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, di- I didn't notice them if they were, they weren't passing it around, like lifting it up or anything. Mm. They were just right in the grass. Mm. But looked like they were having a good time. And, uh, yeah, that, that was, you know, I wish I, I, w- I would have done that. But. I know, I, that's what I wanted to. But I can't sit long time. I mm-hmm. Most I could sit is maybe three hours and I, mm-hmm. or even two, then I got to get up and walk around for a while then I got yeah they had okay that's their another thing is yeah they they would go right the Jippo used to go right over and talk to the elders you know and say tell them what the meetings they're going to meet about and what you know and you know, give them time to to maybe like three, four days ahead of time. And you know, and when that's the way Indians were to be have a make a promise by tobacco and then by a gizinjina. That means shake hands. So you could see Ninji in there. Gizinji na is when you shake somebody's hand. Gidala gizinji na awendiji. Shake your hands, friend. Gidazinji na awendiji. Shake that man's hand. Nini is a man. Or, you know, gizinji na awendiji. Gawini away. Shake his hand. I don't know who that is, or you know, you can use that lot. Then I, somebody was asking me how to say reservation. Ishkunigun. And then when you say Ishkunigunning, that's what you're at the reserve, right? Yeah. When you add the ning on the end, yeah. Shkunigunning Abi Nibi Abi not Nibi Abi I live or Andi Andi Kitisha Anin 
And then we had uh, on the other side, um, your uncles on that side too, like your mom's uh, family. They would build uh, go-karts also. And uh, so what we'd do is we'd find ways to race them, like push them down that hill. Mm. I can't remember what they call them nowadays, soapbox? I think they call them soapboxes. Yep. But um, we all try to build the, you know, the best one we could, the fastest one we could, you know. So we'd push everybody down that hill, starting up by the cemetery on top of the hill there. And then you'd push them down that road, and we'd go all the way to see how far we could go or how fast we could go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that, them were good times. I mean, I think that was like when we are now, let's see, about... 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. You probably saw us out there playing yeah. around all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it was always a good time. And it kept us busy all summer long, you know. We'd make these things, and either we, then we got, we had to get crazy, of course, you know. So we start building, um, uh, like, smash up derby type things, you know. And I remember, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, your Uncle Mike and, um, Oh, who else was there? Mark Bellinger was there, too. He was living with them at the time. Uh, they would build these ones, and we'd have these little smash-up derbies where we'd take whatever vehicle we were building, and we'd go and see whose would last the longest, and we'd have a, a driver inside of there, and <laughs> we'd go running at each other as fast as we could, and boom! It's <laughs> 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 lucky we didn't really get you know hurt or anything, but yeah. it was fun. And then... Uh, Cash was watching us out there one time, and he was saying, what are you boys doing over there anyway? So Mark went over there, and he said, hey, we're trying to, uh, we're, we're just racing these things down the hill. And then uh, remember uh, when Jig lived over there, that's when mm-hmm. that's when he lived over there, and uh, in uh, where Jerome's at now. And let me see, Rocky and them were still there, Greg, yeah. Greg mm-hmm. Strong. Uh, Sonny. Yep, Sonny and uh, Connie and uh, Kathy and Chris and, you know, all all my cousins there, our cousins. And so they were uh, they were living right there. And I remember, what do you call it, uh, Cash. So we, we, uh, we were trying to talk, trying to, oh, we finally talked him into getting on one of them, them things that we built. And the uh, reason why I brought up Rocky or, or Greg is because he had, remember uh, Jig and them had uh, snowmobiles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they had snowmobiles and they had these things on them that were called bogey wheels. They're the tracks. They're just kind of soft, rubbery uh, things, but they had bearings on them, and they were, like, fast. <laughs> That's what we tried. But what's crazy is they weren't wide they were just big enough for a, a snowmobile track mm. and even at that they're a little bit you know on it probably 12 14 inches apart but our our go-kart was a little bit more wider than that but we wanted to <laughs> we wanted mm-hmm. to use them go-karts so we always had the problem of it tipping just a little bit you know if you didn't go down in a straight line so anyway we got cash on <laughs> them guys got cash on there to and then they sent them down that hill and he was just yelling all the way down there, and then he was laughing, and all of a sudden uh, he lost control, and that thing went <laughs> flipped over. And I remember he was rolling around there, and just ah, ah, he was going like that, and we were like, oh, you better go check on him, you know. So he went down there, and sure enough, jeez, he had 
he had uh, he got all scun up. <laughs> yeah, he oh. was bleeding from his forehead, and yeah, but uh, he was pretty well <clears throat> inebriated, so I don't think he felt too much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he used to do anything when he was drunk. Yeah, well, he Kill dared. Squabby. Oh yeah, yeah. So that was always a memorable, a memorable deal that we had, and especially those summer times with, uh, with Mark and Pete and uh, Mike Larock and uh, Mark Bellinger. Those are the kind of things that we did to keep ourselves busy. That's crazy that you brought that up because my dad did that with us one year uh, during powwow time. Mm-hmm. Soggy Buga. Days. Oh really? Yeah, he had a bunch of kids. Uh, we took the day like maybe three four hours early and then uh he helped us build like go-karts and Mm -hmm. it was me i think jk john kingbird was there a few other people we actually built go-karts and i was wondering where he got that from that because it was something the police department helped put on too oh really to build this was a long time ago too this had to have been like 20 years ago 21 years Mm -hmm. when i was like 10. yeah i went out there and sat on the on the road and watched all the kids go down with go-karts. That was before they had the mole the uh, machines or, or phones like this. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. They, they, they were busy with outdoor things. Now mm-hmm. they now that they have these old phones out, there's nobody out there doing yeah. building stuff. Like, <clears throat> right. There might be a couple out there, so we don't want to say everybody. But yeah. um, the, another thing that we used to do with your uh, your your dad and uh, your uncles and stuff, and then I think Mike and him helped us out. Or no, that's right. The, he he wasn't there too often when we built these uh, these forts. Mm-hmm. So of course, being Indian or being native, we had to push push it right. <laughs> Normally, you'd only build like maybe a one story, a two story. You know, yeah. fort, and of course it wasn't that big. We couldn't find enough material to, to make them any bigger. But um, I would have to say maybe they were uh, eight by ten or eight eight by eight or something like that. But not enough of a footprint to to uh, stabilize like anything bigger than mm-hmm. two stories. Mm-hmm. And the only reason why we went two stories is because there was a roof on the the first level, and then we thought. Somebody climbed up on there, and we thought, hey, we could make another one up on top here. Now, anyway, what we ended up doing was we built a, a three-story uh, fort, eight by eight, straight up. And on top of it, we made, like, a little railing system up there so we could have, like, a little lookout. And <laughs> right, Or maybe we made four levels and then put a lookout. That might have been what we did is made because... Where I remember there was a big storm that came through, and I put the kiboshes to it. But it, I mean, that's how crazy it was that it just fell right off. <laughs> it's amazing that we weren't in there, you know, when it happened. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I always thought it was cool because growing up here, before cell phones and internet and everything else came, you had to be creative. You had to be. Oh yeah. You know, there's something to kill your boredom. Right. They could have even had a, a house down by Lover's Lane. Uh-huh. But then they said they were doing crazy things there, but they weren't. Mm-hmm. They had like a, a rope with uh, empty cans mm-hmm. all around their, uh, around their little clubhouse. 
and in case us girls would try to go there and sneak on them, mm-hmm. and you know, and if they we we didn't know that their ca- empty cans were there, and if they somebody would come and bumped into them at night, they oh. hear them cans yeah. rattling. So that's when they go down there. They had a lantern. Chu mm. was a cop then, and he walked all over, and they. They told him, somebody told him to go burn their, 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 what do you call it, down. So that's, they went and burnt it down, their little clubhouse. Oh. So, <laughs> then behind our house, there's still some clubhouses back there. Yeah. Back in the woods. Yeah. I don't know, Sanson and them probably. Or yeah, we were always back that way somewhere. I remember uh, that one I was telling you about, the, the three-story one. That one we built more closer to uh, Jerome's over there, like right in back of, uh, what was that house that used to be there, Thompson? Evelyn and Miss Zinn and Gnome. Visit kbft.org for Section 2 or your local podcast directory.